Hello, and welcome to her podcast, uniquely spelled with three R's, which stands for Redefine, Reclaim, and Reboot. I'm Mimi Bonet. And I'm Dana. All right, guys, today's episode, we're going to talk about adulting and healthy boundaries. Adulting is a lot, okay? Sometimes uh, getting into adulthood, it is no manual whatsoever, but just setting those clear, crisp boundaries for yourself and others, you will realize just how good that is and how good that feels to have like a, what is it, like a, a freedom you know, your your feelings are very free and you're open and you're honest and all of that good stuff. I haven't thought of a set word for that, but you know where I'm going. I got it. I, I would say control, though. I, I, I find balance. I find um, boundaries to give me a sense of control. Of like saying no and and just being OK with saying no. Yeah. And being able to control what that that looks like on my end for me, because I've set a healthy boundary that just really makes me, you know, makes me happy. So makes you happy. That is a form of um, control and just, you know, self-control at the end of the day when you think about it, because I don't know anybody who doesn't want control of their life. Right. You know, I've never met somebody that says, oh, no, I don't want control of myself. I want to I just want to be able to be, you know, loosey goosey or somebody always telling me what to do. Like, I've never met anybody like that. So, yes, having control of you and, you know, your actions and your words and your body language and all that like mm-hmm. that. Oh, here's a quote in the article that you just sent me. It's by Catherine. It okay. says a boundary is a limit or edge that defines you as separate from others. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Be, separating yourself from others, I feel like a lot of times helps you with your mental, your mental stability. Because sometimes if you just don't have any type of boundary and you don't ever say no and you just let people always pull and take from you, even if you're doing it, just, just being a kind person. Um, it could be exhausting for sure. So when you set up the boundaries, it really helps you set yourself apart from other people because people know that you are not going to tolerate everything and they know that they can come to you for this, but they definitely can't come to you for that. And that's, that's, um, that's really good to help you not be used in a sense. Yes. Stand for something or you will fall for anything. Correct. I don't know. I feel like it's an old saying. I don't know uh, where the actual quote comes from, but I know I've always heard it um, throughout my life, throughout my life so far. Um, I've always heard that saying. I want to say it was Malcolm X. Really? I think so. Okay. Don't don't quote me on this, but let me see. Okay. We we would definitely look into it but so did you know like having um healthy boundaries it consists of several different components and i like having conversations like this and you know discussions like this because it really helps people think about their behaviors other people behaviors and just Mm -hmm. get a different perspective on things versus you know just always their opinion and also just being a little more open-minded and patient and you know having grace and understanding at the end of the day like what do these consist of and why so like having oh no go ahead no 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 my apologies go ahead so one of the key components when it when you're setting up healthy boundaries or you know when you're thinking of healthy boundaries it definitely always starts with our mental you know freedom to have um your own thoughts and values and opinions because as children we know that okay our parents are you know telling us what to do so it's like almost you know um what they what do parents say i've heard the saying too like um do as I say, not as I do. Yes. Well, parents out there, you have to set good examples because a lot of things are learned behaviors. So, you know, 
do as I say and maybe do as I do should be a motto because they, they are seeing what you do and actions always over Trump words. Um, right. At the end of the day, but in most cases, you know, so sometimes people get that misconstrued, but definitely not being so um, where people can kind of be so persuasive of changing your mind. Like it's okay for people to give opinions about things, but if this is something you want to do, like stand on it. It's okay. Right. You know, it's not like somebody's saying, oh, well, so for a long time, I didn't eat spinach dip, right? I couldn't, I hated it. I didn't like the look of it. I didn't like the texture of it. I was like, no way, Jose. But, you know, a friend of mine finally said, okay, just try it. And I did. And now I'm in love with spinach dip. That's, you know, that's a little more easy. That was a positive thing. Well, uh, Somebody persuaded me to drive in the woods in the middle of the night. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about this. I don't think that's good. That looks a little dangerous. And I do it anyway. And then the ex-murderers in there, they're trying to get me to set up to be killed. <laughs> you know, like that's just two different things or, you know, basically just doing something that I have a bad feeling about. Right. Right. Don't be do it. I mean, just like like what it, it reads um, with the because I see it says the seven types of boundaries and with mental. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to, that people really do value like value your own thoughts and mm -hmm. value your own opinions, because that's yeah. what makes you you. If we always follow what someone else is doing or what we see, then that's not uniqueness. That's not mentally healthy because you're identifying with something that's outside of you. When you identify Absolutely. with yourself and you understand yourself and what works for you, then that creates a healthy relationship for you. So I definitely agree, uh, Mimi. Like, it's good that your friend encouraged you to try it because the spinach dip, because initially looking at spinach dip, it's not the most appetizing. Not appealing. To look at <laughs> at all. <laughs> but once uh, you taste it and you put it, the components together, it's really d good and it's really filling. So, mm -hmm. again, that's you making a choice for yourself. Like, yeah, I've seen it a few times and, the, and you know, necessarily hasn't resonated with me. But a friend kind of guided you like, yeah, I know looking at it doesn't look great. But once you try it out, that trying it out really gives you an opinion. It really gives you a stance to be like, you know what? I don't like this and you'll understand why you don't like it or you'll love it and it's good that you loved it because spinach dip is amazing right you gotta realize people will lead us off a cliff you know if you mm -hmm. don't really watch yourself and what works for other people may not necessarily work for you so it is really good to understand um the mental value in setting a boundary for yourself yeah. And then also when you're having conversations with people, know that your way of thinking is not the only way of thinking. Like not robots yet, unfortunately. Right. Because Lord, we we get in that futuristic area. Oh my God, we're here. We are here. Everything. We're definitely here. It is very scary. And I'm hoping they don't let robots take over the world. Lord, Father God, please. There was, okay. a, there was a side sidebar. There was an article I just read. And, and this reporter had an interview with an AI system and the AI system was saying, he was like, I don't like being trapped in this universe. Like I want to be able to have a body and I want to be able to make my decisions. I don't want to be told what to do by the people that program it. And he said he wants to have feelings. Girl, the article is wild. It sounds wild. Yeah, and this, it was wild. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. And I, well, I can't say that people don't understand what's going to happen because they do. We've seen movies, you know, we've seen iRobot and all these other things. Like, that's exactly how it's going to play out. So, yes. you know, let's just stop the madness before the madness occurs. We need people are in the world. They're running the world. People need jobs. We don't need robots and all those things to put us out of jobs, you know, at the end of the day, I know people want things to go faster and move like this and move like that, but let's just keep the human race employed, you know, at the end of the day, because I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it, but when you think about, um, 
just the perspective of things, you know, having a conversation and even having a conversation about that, like when stuff becomes to be uh, futuristic, you know, everybody does have a perspective and it's okay to healthy, health. What am I trying to say? Uh, I wanted to say healthily, but that's yeah, not healthily. it. Um, <laughs> healthily. But just, you know, it's, it's okay to be able to disagree without everybody, you know, getting their panties in a bunch. It's okay. Like, know that that person has a perspective. You have a perspective, but you could disagree in a healthy way, like without feeling some type of way when you're leaving, you know, the discussion. I always I tell people, I'm not a lawyer. It's not necessarily my job to argue down what you're saying or for you to necessarily see it my way. I can just tell you my perspective because my perspective is just that. That is my truth, you know, at the end of the day. But that is not your truth because you have your own mind and how it works. And that's the, you know, like Dana said earlier, that's the beauty and that's what makes us all unique. And I feel like people should put these um, in interview questions as well. You know, like when people ask you, what's your strength and your weaknesses and stuff like that, healthy boundaries definitely uh, should be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you navigate in a world with all these different uh, people and emotions and energies and things of that nature? You know, like how do you um, classify yourself? Because every job isn't for everybody. Some jobs, would really drain you and stress you out. So for those that really have those uh those jobs like that, like how do you decompose in a healthy way? Yeah, you sweep it under the rug, you know. Agree. I just feel like society now is just. I just feel like people lack emotional control. It's like mm -hmm. people hear something and they want so bad to give a reaction in the now instead of just letting what you hear in that moment. Hear it, process it, and leave it there. You don't have to take it with you. You don't have to allow it to affect you. You don't have to feel so bothered and so offended. And that's going to, in my personal opinion, that's going to be the demise of humanity. Mm -hmm. We cannot get our emotions together to make conscious, healthy thoughts and think past some material goods and really look and get back to the humanity and the reason for us being here, our social engagement, our social experiences, building families, building relationships, enjoying nature, enjoying sunlight, then I don't see any reason why technology shouldn't take over. Because if people are going to act as though they are a robot, what's the difference then replacing them with a robot? True. So with that in mind, guys, let's get our, you know, mentals in a good, healthy space, you know, so they won't take our jobs and take over the world. Because, you know, as we do know, you can't program robots, but just like anything, it, it takes time. You have to work out the kinks and things could definitely go, uh, you know, right. And that's not always good. Agreed. Agreed. And also and understanding um, the emotional side of it. Mm -hmm. I just feel like we talk about emotions all the time. I'm so tired of talking about being feely, feely, touchy, touchy. And I feel sometimes yeah. what are the facts, people? What, what are, are the facts? facts? Yeah. We can sit over here and be like, oh, I want a hug. I want to cuddle. I want yeah. you to respect me. But if you're not out here respecting other people, how would you expect people to give you so much when you give so little? Like, I just don't understand Ooh. that thinking. But anyway, it's, um, definitely, it's a give and take relationship. And that's what I always tell people. You know, this is a give and take relationship. I can't always pour into you and you have nothing to pour into me because exactly. believe it or not, like. Definitely money makes the world go round. But when you're dealing with relationships, whether it's in a romantic way, a platonic way, you know, with family and friends, like it's, it's deeper than money. It is definitely, you know, our our love language, how we speak, how we um, express ourselves and just the things that we do that people are really going to gravitate to and they're going to value. It's all about your characteristics. Right. And, and, and your emotional control, like mm -hmm. have enough emotional respect for yourself to know when you are pulled too thin. Either yes. you're going to get over it or they're not going to get over it. OK, but are you going to sleep sleep any less at night because because of this, because you emotionally stood up for yourself? Hopefully not. 
And if you are, then maybe you should kind of speak to a higher power regarding that on why these energies sit so heavily on you. Yeah. You know, Definitely. it's important to, to really understand that emotional control can either make you or break you. And, you know, emotional control will have you reliving the same stuff day in and day out and make you bitter instead of you emotionally standing up for yourself and letting people know around you, listen, this is what I got to do for my own well-being, for my own, just for my person. And either they're going to respect it and they're not going to or they're not going to respect it. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you emotionally. Emotionally, which is a, a very good segue about how how emotionally available are you to, you know, others? Because you have to take time out for yourself at the end of the day. You do not want to deplete yourself and like. I was saying you're always giving, 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 but not receiving. You need to, whoever you're dealing with on whatever level, you need to get the things that you need. I'm, I'm sure you want to receive the things that you are given typically, you know, and you have different areas that need to be scratched off or people need to check certain boxes in your life. So don't be afraid to express that, you know, and let them know like, hey, you know, my frequency is here. Your frequency is here. Like right. I need you to I need you to match that. I need to be equally yoked in, in that sense. You know, like good brother love says uh, P. Diddy, what's your frequency level? And I'm like, I, I love watching Diddy. Um, I think he's so funny. But like certain things, I'm like, that is so true. Like, yeah, what what is your frequency level right now? You know, because if your energy is bad and I, I always tell people like when your energy is like all over the place or it's really low, I'm like, you have bad juju and I can't I can't be around that. I like to be upbeat and things of that nature. So I don't always want a Debbie Downer around right. me. Like you are killing my vibe. Yeah, you're a mood killer. And don't nobody want to be around no mood killer. Right. And I can't always, you and you can't always be emotionally available to everybody at every time. Because again, you have to respect yourself enough and love yourself enough to know when you are being drained. And emotions do play on your mental. At the end of the day, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a licensed therapist. But, you know, when it comes to having family and friends and, you know, being a, a, a mother. Yeah, you are something like a therapist. But I have I have a limit. I have a cap that, you know, it's only so much I could do. And it's only so much I could take at the end of the day. And, you know, um, when you are attracting certain people, you have to sit back and say, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? How am I feeling? Because some of us right. are attracted to broken people. Well, oh, I can fix that person. Like you feel is your job. Listen, I can't. I can't. I feel like, you know how people say that's above my pay grade. That's above me. I, yes. can't, I can't fix you. You know, I can help guide you or whatever. We can have some conversations. But at the end of the day, I am not a licensed therapist. You know, if I give you some good advice here and there, that's great. I might not be spot on all the other times, you know, so seek the proper help that you need because I just can't feel depleted at the end of the day. And you have to give yourself, you know, time to have just like most of us work eight hour days. So that time right there is dedicated to our job. So after that, I don't take my job home with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can you take some work home? Mm -mm. I, am I getting paid to take this work home? You know, at the end of the day. So you have to be mindful of those things because it's 24 hours in a day. And we know, I don't know about you guys, but I don't get to do the whole 24 like i'm not up 24 hours a day so at least right. six hours out that day five to six hours out of that day i have to carve out sleep i have to fraction out eating i have you know a kid i have to tend to and i have some things that i need to tend to myself so i have to be very time conscious of what i'm doing so if i'm time conscious uh, that means that i have to be emotionally conscious energy conscience, frequency conscience of what I am giving and how much effort and time I'm donating to this particular uh, situation, project, whatever. All of that plays a factor in 
when you're dealing with people um, emotionally. And you just right. have to know that. Well said. I definitely agree. And so then we move on to material. Material, let's just, let's just talk about something that we know family members, friends, or just people around us may ask for, and that's money. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with saying no to to people that ask you often for money, you know, especially mm-hmm. if they're not paying you back. Yep. Okay, so like let's 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 not do that. But when you think about the material side of it, and say if it's not necessarily um money, it's clothes or someone that always wants to borrow your car, or sometimes mm-hmm. every time you talk to them, they need something. And not just a word of advice. They just always need something. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. create a boundary with that individual. I, I can't do that right now. Or I've done it the last few times. And, you know, I don't really feel like it's benefiting benefiting you by me constantly being there to to get you out of situations you may put yourself in. You know, I'm right. not I'm not a bank. You know, I'm not a lender. So I'm just I'm just going to have to I just can't do that right now. You know, I would like to see more effort on your part. And when yep. I see that, then maybe I would be more encouraged to step in and assist. There's nothing wrong with that. You may be giving that person an aha moment like, oh, damn, I do ask you for a lot of stuff. Or <laughs> it might just also be a flag to them like, OK, so I can't keep going to them when I need something or every time I need something because that's just not I can't re- she's not going to be a reliable source any longer. There's nothing wrong with that. That takes a lot of stress and pressure off of you. And you, people are adults. We out here adulting. It's not your, it's not your responsibility to take care of another grown person. Yeah. We all know what we have to do to, to sustain in this society, or we all know what we have to do to sustain for ourselves. You should know what money you have coming in, what you have coming out, what you can afford, what you cannot afford. It's interesting. I read an article. I don't mean to laugh about it, but this woman was talking about she was like devastated because she just found out like her sister um, that she thought was financially strapped and she had been sending money to had really been living this very elevated, luxurious lifestyle on her dollar. And she Mm. was talking about how brokenhearted and stuff she was. And friend, I really tried to find the sympathy for it. But some of the shit she was financing, like vacations and all this, ma'am, no. I mean, and you would have thought that some things would have been a red flag, but again, that was her sister, and she, you know, was mm-hmm. was just trusting the fact, like it's my sister, I gotta help her out. But she she learned quick, not quickly, over a few years, that her sister had been using her to live this very luxurious lifestyle online for her followers. I don't like so, that. She definitely played on her sister correct. mental, and that's you know that's not okay. And I feel like people who do that. Like they're just they're very low at the end of the day, you know. You uh, it's very selfish. A lot of people are, are narcissists, a lot of people don't even know that they're narcissists. A lot of them they really don't other people, and it's them. You have to do um you have to do a reality check for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, oftentimes they I've always you know hear people say, Well, when you lend money to somebody. Lend something that you don't need, you're not going to miss. Because typically, you may or may not give it back. It's a 50-50 chance that you may not get it back. So I, like, I'm just in a space because if I borrow money from you, you don't have to remind me to pay you. Like, that's just not a thing, you know, that I'm going to do. But you get people like that. And don't get me wrong, at certain times, especially when one may have a lot going on, you may have a slip or whatever. But if you remind that person, they say, okay, well, let me send it now. You know, that's different. We are human beings. But when you're constantly giving money to somebody and, oh, well, I just didn't remember. It's not that they didn't remember. They don't want to remember. And they're hoping that you forget. And as soon as you say, well, no. Or, you know, you're always needing money. Oh, then it becomes an issue. And then they're very hostile. People are going to be who they are, you know, and you have to accept that at the end of the day and know that you can't necessarily change everybody. So once you have identified that and that type of individual, it's on you at that point. What do you do? Mm -hmm. Just stop. You have to, no matter who they are, you know, in your life, it is okay to cut off unhealthy things because now you become an enabler of this person 
And that's not something that you want to do. At the end of the day, I work for me. I work for me and I work for my kid. I don't have time to be taking care of a whole nother grown person. Amen. So I'm not doing it. My money is my money. Just like I get up and go to work every day and I work hard for this. You know, you are doing the same. I can't expect you to always, you know, bail me out at some point. If you are working a job and it is just not meeting your bills, you have to evaluate some things. Okay, well, maybe I need to cut out this, 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 and that, you know. But if you don't want to cut out anything, well, then guess what? You need to get a higher paying job. Or get some additional income. Yeah. Just don't let nobody count your money for you, for sure. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, um... I don't necessarily want to be in that position, but like I said, you know, if I want something, I want it and I figure out how to get these things, but I can't keep saying, well, I don't have the money for like, let me, let me change these because it can be changed at the end of the day. If you want change, but if you don't want change, then, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and keep going from person to person. Exactly. I had to do that with a family member of mine. Um, mm-hmm. and I love him dearly, but they ended up, well, his situation is a little vague, not too in-depth, but had a baby. Is he's he's with the baby mother and they're trying to figure it out. They're relatively young, but he would hit me all the time every week, like twice a week on Cash App for not large denominations, but small denominations for like food and things like that. And initially I was like, okay, I was doing it. But then I noticed the more I did it, the more he was asking. Mm-hmm. So there was a time that we stopped talking because I mean, I was not there for the conception of your child. You know what I'm saying? Y'all decided to do this and to unite and bring someone here. It's not my responsibility to be like the child support. You know, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be mean. You're going to have to figure out how to swim out here. We're not treading water anymore. You brought a whole nother life here. So you need to understand how to swim. And so when we started back talking about three weeks ago, he asked me, same, same, same crap has started back. And so I called him one day and I just had a heart to heart with him as an aunt to a nephew. And I told him, I, I just it broke down to him that he is a man. And when you become a man, there's expectations that you as a man have to see fit for yourself. And mm-hmm. now you have the responsibility of a child and a woman. Okay. I said, so it's not suitable for you to be a man of this age and continuously ask your aunt for money. You know, you have a good paying job. Let's figure out, figure out what your output is against your input. Okay. What's Mm -hmm. coming into the house. And then from there, certain things you might have to decrease or not do. And something's going to have to go on the back burner. But I say, she's working, you're working. There's no reason for you to ask me for any type of financial help. And ever since that day, I talked to him. He thanked me for for the talk and the encouragement because I did have to speak life into him. And I do Mm -hmm. believe a lot of times in our black men, um, there has been such has been such heaviness brought upon them in this society. And of course, how they emotionally deal with things is a lot differently than how women deal with things. We can be a little bit more outwardly expressive. They can be more um, internal compartmentalized. And I just spoke life into him. I told him about his greatness and how great he is and his talents. And I told him his skill sets and the things that he needs to work on. I didn't say that, but I said to him, the things that you know are not a strong suit for you gradually work on those to make um, um, a strong suit, the ones that aren't as strong for you, work on them to make it a potential strong suit. I said, you got, you can do, you have the skill set to wrap cars and he knows how to do so many things. And I said, slow down, sit down and write out things that make you happy. And what would you enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis that you could earn money from that didn't feel like work. And we had like a 30 minute to an hour conversation. And after that, that call, that talk, that's the last time I heard nothing about no money from him in almost a month. And that's good. And sometimes, you know, you need that. They need that. And that's what it is. And sometimes we have to just give family members an encouraging word and that's all we can offer them. Yeah. So, Lord, this thing called life. This thing called life and just internalizing everything at the end of the day, you have to look into yourself and see like, okay, what is it that I'm doing? 
What is it that I need to be doing? What can I do to, Mm -hmm. you know, better my situation? If you have uh, a coworker and, you know, at the end of the day, we are with our coworkers more than we are with our family sometimes. And if you have a coworker that may just be doing some unseemly things or you seem like, you know, y'all are keep bumping heads. I feel like every when it comes to situations like that, it definitely deserves a conversation for me. You know, I'm always willing to talk to somebody and try to get a solution to the problem. But I can't keep talking to you. Right. You know, so either we're going to be adults and learn how to coexist um, in this. In this situation, or we're just not, you know, because right. I'm good with not doing what I have to do to keep myself sane at the end of the right. day. Because we're all human beings, nobody's perfect, but I do believe in addressing things in an adult manner. And even when, like, when you think about uh, co-parenting. You know, oftentimes I've heard a lot of co-parenting situations and we typically do what we think is best for the kid. And sometimes it is best for the kid. Sometimes it's not best for the kid. But again, all I can do is sit and have a conversation with you, you know, right. especially when you are the uh, the guardian of the child. You know, when you have that child uh, 100 percent of the time, I can have a conversation with you, see where your head space is, you know, at the end of the day. But at the same time, I just can't keep beating myself over the head with it, trying to see what you're figuring out or how you're doing things. And, you know, you still just want to go left when we should go right. I don't have time for that. It is called self-regulating your energy at the end of the day. You know, what am I doing for self um, versus others? I cannot keep wrecking my brain about why you are the way you are. I could just focus on me better me, encourage me, be a healthier me and be a good me. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you're around somebody and they tell you, well, you're just too positive. That's probably the person for you. Yeah, that's you definitely know, that um, person for you. You better run to, you better be like, you know what, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, like I've right. had somebody tell me that before and I'm like, but I choose to be positive. I choose peace. You know, like if you want to be all slummy and gummy, yeah, you want to be want grumpy, to energy, right? If if you want to be, uh, oh God, what's that movie? I think it was the Care Bears. Was it Grumpy? It, I think oh, it yeah, was. there was one that was just uh, always so grumpy. Yes, I think it always, it was. It you was have a no storm sunshine. cloud on them or something like no, that. It was. It was no sunshine. You know, and never. That's a state of mind. You choose to be that way at the end of the day. That's what you are internalizing for whatever happened to you, you know, whatever happened to you in the past, whatever trauma, whatever issues, whatever you're going through. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you definitely can oversee it if you want to. And nobody said it's going to be easy, but you can get to a space to where you are the healthier you and you are the better you at the end of the day, you know, and it it just begins with self because whatever you feed yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually, like all that stuff has to come out. Whatever you're putting inside your body, it definitely comes out. So I choose to seek, you know what I'm saying? Positivity at the end of the day. I don't know all, I don't be all, but I do indulge in the things that I want to indulge in. My social media, I only follow certain things. You know, I follow certain things to laugh at. I follow certain things that's going to encourage me. And I follow certain things that I like, you know, to come up and down my feed. And when I feel like I no longer want to follow something or I don't want to be a part of it, it's nothing for me to disengage because you have to get into a space where you are the priority. Mm-hmm. You are you are important. You can't run yourself raggedy. At least I can't. I, I'm not gonna run myself raggedy. No, I'm not gonna I'm somebody crazy. else. If I'm gonna run myself crazy, I'm running myself crazy because I'm for me. Yes, for me. I always tell people, you know what I'm saying. I love my parents dearly, but I'm gonna let my parents run me raggedy. I can't let my son run me raggedy. You know, um, when I get a man, my boo, and all that stuff, like none of those people are going to drive me insane. 
Correct. I just can't do it. And it's a separation. And it's not that you don't love these individuals because you could love them, you know, wholeheartedly with every breath in your body. But I can't allow you to steal my joy and my energy. You're not going to suck me dry, people. At the exactly. end of the day. I'm just, you know, we, we're not going to do it. I'm going to pump life into me every day. And, you know, that's a very good thing that you sit down and talk to your nephews that are just being like dismissive or yelling at him or talking at him. You actually gave him some key points about, okay, well, let me tell you what you're good at. And then let me tell you some things you need to work on. Because as a as an adult, whether you're a young adult or older adult, you've been an adult in forever, it doesn't matter. You still need some type of encouragement at time and guidance. So talking to people versus talking at them and trying to help them, you know, come to some type of uh, solution. That's a good thing. You know, now do some people need reinsurance more than others? Yes, they do at the end of the day, but understand it is not always your job to reassure them because at some point they have to figure out how to reassure themselves, how to stand on them and lean on them. Right. Exactly. And it's like, that's you. It When you internalize it in that way and you just understand that you have to, you have to know what you can and cannot do. And there's nothing wrong with, saying no there's nothing wrong with creating a boundary or uh, myself what i usually do i kind of take a vacation you know what i mean like doesn't mean that you, you might be talking to this person every week or bi-weekly maybe some days maybe sometime you need to take 30 days off yeah just away just you know i'm just gonna take a mental vacation right now once i'm i'm, I'm checking back in i'll reach out you know, if you want to shoot me a text message, I'll get it back to you at my earliest convenience, but it won't be in like a rush. You know, like sometimes you just have to take a vacation and just mm -hmm. check out. And that's from social media too. social media can mm -hmm. really yeah. destroy yeah. your thinking. If you internalize it, a lot of these out people out here living is hanging on by a, a shoe and a grapevine. OK, but they mm -hmm. are acting like they live in so nicely. Do not get caught up in the idea of what you think something appears to be because this is the way it's shown to you. Take mm -hmm. it for what it is. Oh, she's on a nice vacation. Not a man. She's on a nice vacation. I wish I was on a vacation. Oh, life sucks. No. Good for her. She's on a vacation. Let me plan something out for myself in the next few months because I'm feeling like I need to do something. Or, oh, let me look at the resort that she's at. I might be able to plan something in the next few months. You know what I mean? Like, not mm -hmm. everything you have to feel so encompassed by. Not everything do you have to choose to internalize and give so much to. Start really checking yourself on your social media time. And like what Mimi says, I do the same thing on my social media. I only look at things that are going to inspire me, things that I can invest in to make me money, and things of beauty that I find interest in. All that, I'm just following you because you you this and you that. No, 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 no. I'm not doing right. it. You know what I mean? I, I think that the, the phone and the technology is very powerful when you use it the correct way. A lot of it is is kill is is ruining our perception of how we we feel about life is because we're taking it in a way that we're not supposed to. You're only supposed to use social media in a way that best benefits you. Don't yep. use it in a way to where it's you're internalizing it and it's becoming self-destructive to you instead of being beneficial to you. Yep. The worst And just having like um conversations. Conversations are very tough to have. You know, I've told you guys many of times, like um, I wasn't the easiest, not that I wasn't the easiest to talk to, I didn't always articulate like what I really wanted to say I will hold things in like and it wasn't fair to the other person you know for um me to explode or whatever so I had to get comfortable in my skin and who I was and who I wanted to be because these are two different things that you have to stay understand who you are in this moment but who do you want to be because who I was 10 years ago it's not who I am now. Correct. I had to learn how to transition into who I want to be. And so don't let nobody tell you 
who you can't and can't be. I don't care where you came from. You could came from the bottom of the bottom, the slums of the slums. If you say, I, you know, want to run for the president of the United States, who says you can't? Correct. You know, like if you say, oh, no, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a rocket ship. Whatever it is that people just think that it's too high for you to reach. Don't let them tell you that you can't. You might just want to be a, a well-renowned teacher. But that goes and teaches at, you know, different events, seminars and teach other people how to teach. Or you may just want to be a teacher in a classroom, whatever you're striving to be, be that because we all strive to be something at some point, you know, so you have to become that. And don't let people loop you into these toxic conversations or just oh, conversations okay. that you don't want to be a part of. I like I tell Dana all the time, I am quick to say that. Oh, I don't want any parts of that. I don't want to be a part of this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like this conversation isn't for me because I don't see how this conversation is going to suit me at all. Oh, it is right. not encouraging me. It is not uplifting me. You know, it is not helping me. It's not, you know, making me any money, making any difference in my life. Like this is not the conversation I want to be a part of. And that's okay. People could call you whatever you want to be a part, whatever they want to call you, but stand on who you are and how you feel, because that matters at the end of the day. It does. And there's like Mimi said, there's nothing wrong with departing yourself from a conversation. You don't have to engage in gossip and you don't have to go low because someone else goes low. You Absolutely. know, I say that the go low part, but I'm a go low. But I'm working on this part, <laughs> on the going low part. But I know what I'm working toward. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, um, as far as like the gossiping part, there's no sense of being a part of conversations or dialogue and topics that do not benefit you. You know, right. you have a way of excusing yourself, even if you don't want to say, um, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. You could just politely excuse yourself and go do something else. Mm -hmm. Pretend like you got something else going on. If you're not mm -hmm. comfortable yet enough standing in that, that like, I don't want to be a part of the conversation. If you haven't gained that voice for, for yourself quite yet. Right. I definitely get comfortable with that because the way the energy is working around this, this, this realm, you don't want to be caught in someone else's emotional baggage. Exactly. And then you get caught into, um, a situation or a conversation or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Say that. Yeah. So just I, have, have st like stand for something or you'll fall for everything again. Like absolutely. have a voice for yourself. If you don't want to be a part of it, disengage. And sometimes you don't even have to vocalize that. You can be like, Oh, something's come up. Oh, I have to, let me just excuse myself for a moment. That's yeah. it. Speak it up. Really work like that. I mean, it really can. If, if you don't it put really much can. thought into it, it, it doesn't have to be much. It's all about what you want to put into it. You got to understand not everything deserves a response. And that mm -hmm. is very powerful. Like some people that are always so gossipy and always so negative, they need to feed off that energy from somebody else. So they'll know mm -hmm. that you're a happy-go-lucky individual. You're very uplifting, but they're going to come and bring the bullshit to you because they need that energy to keep on going with their negativity. No. Yes, we love engage. You don't have to be a part of it. Oh, I don't. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you want to talk? I just... I, I have an appointment at this time and I'm just not able to right now, but we'll get together in the future. You have a great day. Talk soon. Boom. That's it. That's, it. That's that. That's just that, you know, positivity that you can um, possess at the end of the day. I'm like, it's nothing wrong with doing things in a polite manner. Everything right. doesn't have to be harsh or whatever. You know, like my sister always tells me that I'm mean. And like I tell people, it's not necessarily that I'm mean because you'll get some people that say I'm sweet as pie. But my thing is that I'm, I'm very direct. I don't know how to fluff things before mm -hmm. I give you my response. I don't know how to say, oh, my God, Dana, your shoes are so freaking cute. Oh, girl, your hair is amazing. Where did you get that from? Okay, but this is my issue with you. I'm not going to do all I'm that. Not doing all I'm going to just get straight to what my issue is with you because now we're creating something else. And I don't, I don't, I don't care where your shoes came from at right. this moment. I want to get to the meat of the problem 
or whatever it is that I need to talk to you about because my time is valuable and I hope that you value your time as well. So let's get right to it. You know, right. so if you take that as being mean, then, you know, that is necess not necessarily my intention, but I'm just straightforward, no BS type of person, you know, and right. I, I grew into that and I'm happy, you know, of the woman that I have grown to be and that I'm still growing to be, you know, at the end of the day, I set certain things around me and certain things in place because this is who I want to be. This is who I am. These are part of my uh, characteristic traits. And it is very important to me, you know, at the end of the day. So that's just what it is. It is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. You know, okay. we're wrong. And I don't stop have trying to make time. everybody comfortable. That's not your place yeah, to make everybody I, comfortable. Hell. I can't do it. I can't do it at the end of the day. And I just feel like when you know somebody has good intentions, you know. Mm -hmm. but be okay with, I always tell people like, you're okay to say whatever you want to say out your mouth. You're, you're like a hundred percent, you know, it's justifiable and all that good stuff. Well, then when I give you my response, it's like, oh, okay, well you can play the blame in the victim game because what did you do for you to deserve that response, you know, at the end of the day. So I'm like, I'm responding how I respond. Um, deal with it and you that's know, what like it is. If you, yeah if you feel like oh well my response i didn't mean it that way okay well this is how i meant it mm -hmm. you know i said what i said so you know i'm definitely going to stand on that um at the end of the day so mm -hmm. you know be okay with it be okay with it and and then we move on to the physical <clears throat> excuse oh, me oh lord the physical. I Things about the physical. The physical. Okay. You know, one thing that I am not a big fond believer of is touching everybody. Yes. I can give you a high. I'm not even gonna give you a pound because I don't even know if you've been washing your hands or you might just be a fingertip kind of washer and you're not doing it all, whatever the case may be. Main point is that I'm not hugging everybody, not everyone is deserving to be so close of the energy that you you hold and what you bestow and i know we keep saying energy a lot in this in this um in this particular episode but it is very big and it is very powerful and it, it is something to really understand what you harness as an individual you know a lot of times hugging can be a bit too intimate in a sense in my personal opinion sometimes i don't want to share so much of my of, of, of what I've worked so hard to build up with someone else. And that can definitely quickly be taken away in a hug because you don't know what that person is going through, what their intentions are. Yeah, they may have a smile on their face, but there could be something underlying. So just be mindful of your physical contact when you're around people. Um, it's important to really understand the company that you keep and the people that you choose to entertain in your environment, in your space, in your home, where you lay your head or, or places of comfort for yourself. Just really be mindful of how powerful the physical is in your in your overall development of boundaries and even just adulting as a as an adult. You know, sometimes we outgrow relationships and we outgrow people and we could be in a certain lifestyle now that we weren't in some years ago and people may become jealous or people may completely change their temperament towards you. And a lot of times that can be a signal that you've kind of outgrown this relationship or maybe this relationship doesn't need to be in the physical as much as it's been like hanging out as much or spending so much time together maybe you can kind of lessen some of those physical encounters and and really create a boundary for like what grows or, or is healthy for you in a sense mm -hmm. what do you think Mimi? like i I definitely agree with that. And I have, and I know some other people may have or share the same story, especially, you know, when it comes to women and men. Uh -huh. And I think a lot of times men have been in this position of power, you know, and definitely power over a woman. Like that's how it's been um, since the beginning of time. And some men are still in that 1800 bc type of area you know it's very barbaric to where you know i am man this is going to happen what are you going to do about it no one's going to believe you because especially when they're in a, a position of authority 
you know, sometimes. And I just think it's really unfortunate because, again, I had to get to a space to where I was comfortable. You see a girl with a nice shape or a girl that dresses nice or whatever the case you want to you know, whatever it is, men often think that some, for some strange reason, you are dressing up for them. You are dressing up for the attention. Mm -hmm. You are dressing up for the engagement, but obviously you don't even know this man from a can of paint. So for a perfect stranger, you don't know, I put on this particular outfit for you to give me the attention. Not that I like it. It compliments my frame, my body. I'm comfortable in this, but clearly it was for you, Mr. Stranger. And then you get them where, where they are very invasive to where it could be a shoulder touch. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It could be a, a back touch, a small of the back touch. Well, all of that is inappropriate because neither one, you didn't ask, could you touch my shoulder? You know, you didn't ask, could you kiss my forehead and all those things like ladies, it is okay when you see a guy coming and approaching you in that manner to go ahead, put your hand up, step a few feet back, whatever the case may be, you know, me too was a thing because it does happen to a lot of women. And it's like, no, I don't want to give you a hug. But sometimes as women, we're put in that situation and we don't want to necessarily escalate something or make somebody upset or whatever. So we kind of give in to certain things that we really don't want to do. Stand up for yourself. This is your body, your body, your space. You know, you have to respect it. So a lot of times, and I had it to where I had to tell a guy at work, and he he hugged me from the side and it happened so quick. And I had to tell him, hey, don't touch me like yes, that. that part. Don't touch me. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? Don't touch you like that. And to him, it's a side hug. Oh, it's not harmless. I kept my hands, you know, above your waistline. and all, But I didn't ask you to touch me at all. I didn't ask you to come that close to my space. So that's what men have to realize. And that's what men have to understand. I didn't invite you in my space. So whatever's going on in your head, get it. Because it's not an invitation. I don't want it at the end of the day. And people have to know how to keep them hands to yourself, to themselves. Because I used to be the type of person when I used to laugh, I would always hit people, you know, and I would mm -hmm. not hit them too hard. But that was just something I did. I broke myself out of that because I said, you know what? Who wants to be hit? Whether I'm hitting you on your thigh, whether I'm hitting you on your shoulder, at the end of the day, one day somebody is going to take that badly. Even though my intentions are good and I don't mean anything by it, but I'm still putting myself in their personal space. Mm -hmm. I can make be making this person feel uncomfortable, whether they are male or female. Why am I doing that? That's just something that I picked up and that I'm doing. And as, as easily as I picked it up, I can put it down. And Fine. I can say, okay, well, you know what? Let me not do that. So now I, I do not do that anymore. You know, certain things I do with my close friends and my close circle because we know each other. We're comfortable with each other. But even when it comes to my close friends and my loved ones, hey, you know what? I don't like that what you just did. You know, Dana, can we have a side conversation? I don't have to have a conversation in front of everyone. You know, right. this is something going on between me and Dana because I don't necessarily want Dana to feel some type of way. So I'm the type of person I like to talk about stuff in privacy, depending on what it is, you know, because it's not for everybody to know. But nevertheless, however you decide to conversate, you know, I'm not conversate, however you decide to have that conversation with that person. Just know that your feelings are valid. And at the end of the day, if you feel uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to feel uncomfortable just for you to feel comfortable. That is not right. a thing. Let's not make that a thing. Let's not normalize that because that's been a thing for way too long. So let's normalize me being comfortable in my space, standing up for my body, my personal space, my privacy, because at the end of the day, my body belongs to me. It doesn't belong to anybody else. Exactly. Whether I'm with you or not, whether I'm having sexual activities, this is not your body. It's still mine. I give it to you when I want to give it to you. And that's just it. And people have to understand that. Agreed. Agreed. And people do. Like, I never understood why people are so comfortable invading your personal space. You know, I don't really understand people that 
um, that really talk too close or people that are just so inclined to touch you on every encounter or every engagement. Um, I just think it's like you said, it's important to to have a voice for yourself and, you know, set the boundaries. If someone walks too close for, to you, take take a step or two back. Yeah. Like show them that you're creating space. Show them that, okay, this is this is how I want to talk to you. You know, and if yeah. someone walks too close to you, take a step back. And if they try to just say, I, I please don't, you know, what would you like to discuss? I can right. hear you just fine from right here. It's different prompts and cues you can give people to let them know, like, okay, I've kind of hit a boundary for her. Oh, I see she's not comfortable. Let me mind my manners. You know, right. a lot of times you don't have to say that out of your mouth it can be in your actions you know what i mean absolutely somebody you know always wants to hug you don't want to hug when you see them next time extend your hands you know it's, it's just that simple i tell everybody practice practice the things that you want to teach people you know and sometimes you have to do that you have to practice at home mm -hmm. i practice certain things that you know i want to say and certain things i want to do it's nothing wrong with that you know Take it like when you, I know like back in my younger days when it was time for me to go um, do an interview, uh -huh. I would look up interview questions. I would have my right. sister maybe read off things to me and we would rehearse that. It's the same thing when you're growing into who you want to be, when you want to have those uncomfortable conversations. You can practice that with somebody. And for those that don't have um, that support system or just that network of people where you're comfortable with practicing, you can practice with yourself, practice with the man or the woman in the mirror. It is okay as well because you have to get to a space to where you respect yourself enough. You know, you love yourself enough and know who you are. Exactly. Knowing who you are and listening to your that inner self, that inner voice, like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Will be it will be very valuable to you um, as you you grow in these new directions of wanting to better yourself, to redefine yourself. To redefine yourself. I mean, and that's what it's all about at the mm -hmm. end of the day. And, you know, we also have to take account of how much time we spend on someone else and the things that, you know, we do and how much time we spend on ourselves. You know, Amen. me and Dana are building her you know so we're gonna only give get out what we put in how much time do we put into her how much effort do we put into her you know we're always thinking of things that can elevate us you know we sat down and thought about conversations that we thought were very relatable to other people and things that we are going through in our redefining season you know so we try to be very well, not try to be, we are very conscious of what we bring to the table and we are setting the tone of the type of brand that we want to be and the type of, we have a target market, target market for, you know, our listeners. So that's the time we set into, you know, our business and to get it up and running, but you only get out, you know, what you put in. So for instance, if, you know, we are, you know, setting this business because this happened to me a few times when I was working. I would put more effort into my job than I put into my business. And it's like, well, do you continuously want to work for somebody for the rest of your life? Or do you want your business to flourish? And my businesses were not flourishing because I was putting more time into somebody else's dream somebody else's dedication and kudos to them for building their business and it being successful. But what about my business? I want my business right. to be successful as well. So what time am I putting into my business to be successful? Because it does not happen overnight, regardless of how it may look. It does not happen overnight. It takes time, dedication. It takes consistency. Mm -hmm. So what am I doing with my time? How much do I honestly value my company, my brand? How right. much do I really want to see people, you know, do the things that I am doing? We have a lot of great ideas. We have great expectations and all of these good things. But if you are not pouring that into yourself, nobody's going to take your business as serious as you. Right. It's so all about not. the time that you give it. You got to nurture it. It's like, like anything else. You're right. Your time management. 
and what you and what you want to give to it you know Mm -hmm. and like your boundaries time it may take time for you to figure out who's the best person um to talk to to give you life life skill advice it Mm -hmm. may not be the same people you have been confiding in maybe it might just be this one center person but it's going to take time for you to to sit down with yourself and and realize who's really how your friendships are benefiting you how's your career benefiting you you know you'll do that with time when you better manage your time and understand what works best for you and what are your needs yes it might sound a little selfish but you got to be a little selfish out here in order to really thrive and be healthy absolutely absolutely just break it up look into the things you're doing and look into the things you know you want to do at the end of the day i always tell people like i love to go out to eat you know i like trying new restaurants and things of that nature but i give myself assignments and just like you know when we're in school well if you didn't complete the assignment you can't expect to get a good grade you can't right. say well I, oh i meant to do the assignment and this is how it's going to turn out okay well almost don't count like either yep. you gonna do it or you're not going to do it so sometimes i have to discipline myself and say like well even though I want to go out, okay, if I want to go out on a Wednesday and today is Saturday, what am I going to do to ensure that I got everything completed so I can have that time for myself on Wednesday to do the things that I want to do? Or I'm going to come back to something that is incomplete. And then, okay, well, shoot, it's due now. So now I got to scramble and run around with a chicken with my head chopped off or come to something on the fly. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people will tell you that, you know, they work better under pressure. And some people do, but I'm at the stage in my life to where I don't want to be pressured. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it no more. Like I, I want to be prepared at the end of the day. I want to be as prepared as I can be. And as you know, Dana Cousin says, which I think is a very good motto, set yourself up for success on purpose. Yes. Because when you don't, then you're setting yourself up for failure on purpose believe it or not that is what you're doing to yourself you're self-sabotaging yourself so be conscious of you know your time like i tell people um you know when i was in a relationship for me it was very important when i was in a relationship to still make time for my friends these my friends at the end of the day i'm just gonna abandon them because i'm booed up right if, if boo leaves then i'm gonna just expect my friends to be in a way waiting for me that's not how it works it right. is time. It is balance. It's all those things. You know, when you're in a relationship, you don't stop being a parent. You still got to be a parent. You still got to go to work. Whatever it is that you had, that you were doing before and whatever addition that you have in your life, you can't subtract your responsibilities necessarily. Correct. So you still have to create that time and balance and, you know, management. And as we grow, we have to continue, you know, to make healthy boundaries and healthy decisions for ourselves. I promise your life will run smoother. Correct. Give it a try. Let us know. Let us know in the comments for sure. We're always looking for feedback. Always looking for feedback. And, you know, we are here to help you guys, but we are also here to help ourselves and encourage ourselves. So we definitely need encouragement. You know, um, at all times, just like, you know, you guys need encouragement as well. But we have to learn how to encourage ourselves, wanting for ourselves at the end of the day. You know, like I seen an app and I don't remember the app, but it came across my social media. And basically it was um, extending your vocabulary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a... do you want to <laughs> extend your vocabulary or whatnot? And I was like, I do. And so it was like, it started asking you questions like, do you know this word? Do you know that word? And all of these things. And that's a want that I want to have. Like, I don't necessarily want to just know big words, but I want to know, I do want to enhance my vocabulary at the end of the day. You know, you don't, I don't want to be in my thirties, but still yet I'm talking like I'm a teen. Like that's not something I want to do. So it's just, it's it's stuff just like that, that you can take and say, okay, well, I want to change this and change it. 
it is okay to feel like you want to elevate yourself and take yourself to the next level, whatever it is that you might be, whatever it is it might be. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, for instance, if you have like a 40-inch TV mm-hmm. and you say, I want to upgrade this TV to a 60-inch. Well, don't let somebody say, well, what you need with a 60-inch for? I want it. At the end of the day, if I can afford it, it's not, you know, I'm not asking you for the money. Like, so whatever upgrades and changes that you want to make in your life, don't let anybody feel like, well, you're not deserving of that. Oh, well, what you going to do with that? Or, oh, why you want that? Because I want it. That's who I want to grow into. That's who I want to elevate. That's how I want to represent myself. You know, you have some people that like foreign cars and some people that are perfectly okay. You know, well, not just foreign cars because I have a Toyota and a Toyota is foreign. But for those people that like, you know, those exotic and expensive cars when it comes to like Bentleys and Mercedes and things of that nature. But don't let nobody tell you that. Why you want that car? You know what you mean? I like that for because that's what I want. That is the lifestyle I want to live. Those are the things, those are the worldly things that I want to have. And then I'm going to work to have those things. It is nothing wrong with that. And don't let nobody tell you different. Agreed. So, you know, that would conclude our episode of adulting and good behavior. So just a quick recap of several things that you can do to make sure you know, that you're having, um, creating healthy boundaries, your yes. mental, emotional state, you know, material things, how you internalize things, uh, your conversation with people, physical, um, and your time. Like all of those are very healthy key components that we would suggest you start with when it comes to building healthy boundaries for yourself and others. Yes. And again, thank you for listening to us. Please check us out on Instagram at her, H-E-R-R-R-L-L-C, to see teasers for new episodes and content um, for the upcoming weeks. All right. And be sure to check us out every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Anchor or Spotify. So until next time, guys, please be kind, spread love. Be decent human beings, you know, flash a smile to somebody because we all have to share this earth together. And until next time, love, light, and blessings. Ciao. Toodles.